All right, today we've got a bonus coaching session. We're answering some really important questions. Number one, how do you make the largest upfront commissions? What kinds of clients should be, you be talking to that are going to give you the largest upfront commissions? And also, what should you be saying to those people to get yourself in the door? So thanks for joining us. You're gonna love this episode. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's bonus coaching session. Now, we're covering something pretty interesting and it's the question that every single one of you as advisors asked yourself when coming on board. People wanna know this. Right, and maybe multiple times since. So you're asking yourself, what question did I ask when I came <laughs> on board? Now, every single advisor has asked themselves, how can I make quick, upfront commissions, right, Ryan? Absolutely, I mean, there's so many things that this model does. It gets you in front of new clients, it gets you new partnerships, um, it gets you long-term residuals. These are huge benefits to our business model as a whole, but even more than that, a lot of people, like you said, they wanna know, how do I earn quick upfront commissions? So we're gonna talk about that today. Right, it's important to us, because what are we here for? We're ultimately yeah. here to make money. And you know, right now, there um, is definitely a formula to how to make those quick upfront commissions. We're gonna talk about that. But we do have to recognize the fact that we're in a unique time frame. Yep. Anytime we're around surrounded tax season, the implications of what we do, the magnitude is compounded, and we can use that to our advantage. And I don't mean in a negative way, I mean in a positive way as to how that impacts our clients and how it impacts us when we're making money. So, you know, you've heard us over the last few months of VIP talk about some of the changes that have taken in the tax code. We're not going to go through that now, but when you understand that now is the time that clients are most interested, and then you, you know, really understand that we're right in the middle of that, we've put this great program in place. Um, One that you're already working. Yes, and the daily fact focus. that you're listening to our <laughs> coaching session today shows that you're actively pursuing that by doing daily focus. You're trying to increase your activity in that way. But you know, Ryan, you mentioned we've been pushing something um, the past year pretty strongly, um, not more than ever before, but we've been making sure to mention it constantly. And that's you know, getting out there and talking to those people that you already know, those yeah. existing contacts. And that's been going pretty well, right? Yeah, everyone wants to know who should I talk to? And we always say the best person is the person you already know. In fact, much of daily focus is focused around building partnerships, focused on getting in front of people that you already know. Today, we're gonna to talk about something different though. We're not gonna talk about the partnership or the relationship that you already know. We're gonna talk about the company that you drive by every single day that has a huge benefit that you don't know. Right. And Kendra, this is like, people just got scared. They're yeah, like, it's intimidating, uh, I right? don't know about that. Like, it's easier to talk to somebody you know. It's easier to get in the door, and we understand that, and that's why we've kind of been preaching that recently. It does give us some confidence to be able to get out there and get those deals under our belt with the people that we already know. However, there's like 28 million, I think Jason said yeah. on one of the calls, um, existing businesses out there in the US. If we only go out there and knock on the doors of the ones we do know, we're definitely leaving way too much on the plate. So how can we get past yeah. that intimidation of the ones that we don't know? And who, Ryan, what kind of companies are we looking well, for? Well, let's start with that one. 
the because if you're going to go out there kind of uh, cold or lukewarm, so to speak, you might as well go after the one that's going to yield the highest commission. Right. And work smarter, know, not harder. Right. Absolutely. And so let's talk a little bit. There are a few industries. Not all industries are created equal. And so let's start with a broad baseline. We've been talking about cost seg. We've been talking about other programs. So let's start with a really easy one. When you're talking about, let's say, the R&D tax credit, it's really anyone that does anything technical in nature we should be looking at. Manufacturing right. companies, software companies, et cetera. When you're talking about WOTC, it's anyone that does any hiring. Right. When you're talking about cost seg, it's anyone that owns or renovates a commercial building. We're going to focus in on There's cost There's got to be some that are higher, right? Yes. And so we're going to talk about that. If you drive up and down Main Street, you're going to pass some certain types. And Kendra, let's talk about those. And there's sure. three in particular that I want to focus in on. Right, and you have you been on any training, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. But <laughs> let, to cover the, cover our bases, hotel or the hospitality industry as a whole, manufacturers and car dealerships. Those are our top three that turn into the highest immediate yeah. commission. And that's that question we're answering how to make quick upfront commissions. Now there's a little bit longer list of industries that we tend to focus on because they're higher qualifiers across the board, but those three that are our main, main focus um, when we're talking about those quick, high commissions are gonna be the hotel industry, manufacturers, and car dealerships. Now, hotels, I wanna focus on that for a second. Hotels are great because they tend to own multiple properties. Mm -hmm. They um, tend to be highly accessible. Right. Um, they, Decision got, makers are easy to reach. Yep. Um, they usually, not only do they own multiple properties, but sometimes they'll own different types of properties, like more restaurants and things of that nature. And another thing is the um, hospitality industry is very familiar with cost segregation in general. Yeah. Um, manufacturing. We love manufacturing. They're going to qualify for pretty much everything we do. They're one of the highest qualifiers for WOTC. They're one of the highest qualifiers for R&D. They're an amazing qualifier for cost seg. They're property annual tax. residual, property tax, everything we do. Um, and then car dealerships, Kendra, without being redundant, pretty much for the same reasons as hotels, right. car dealerships are a great fit. Even more so though, because car dealerships fall into this category where they have to do these forced renovations. And we all know we've seen our dealerships um, kind of flip themselves anywhere between three, five, and 10 years, and it's mandatory. So they have no choice in the matter to stay in business. They have to do these forced renovations, which makes them a great qualifier for cost segregation. Now, I wanna give some mentions to some great runner-ups. Um, and so uh, I'll name a few and why. So one is funeral homes. Funeral homes, almost all of the components that are in a funeral home are kind of high-end finishings that are gonna have good qualifiers. Um, you've got medical offices, and medical offices are great because they're highly segmented. There's a lot of parts, there's a lot of uh, items behind the wall, sinks, wiring, plumbing, mm -hmm. HVAC. Um, you know, when, when you're in a bunch of nine by nine rooms as opposed to a big right. warehouse. And every one of them has a sink. <laughs> absolutely. Um, some other great ones, apartment complexes have been phenomenal the last few years for Right, us. we've kind of had this huge influx of apartment complexes. Um, it's the same thing, it's an income property. We can get a little bit like, well, that's residential, but yeah. it's really not, it's an income property. Um, another thing that we have to consider is these large office complexes yes. or even strip malls, because there's these build outs and leasehold improvements and multiple things being done that create these components within those buildings that allow us to pull them out, segregate the cost, and get them a benefit. 
So lots of good ones. I don't want to forget restaurants too for the same reason. But um, so understand, of course, we've been talking again for quite a while. Go after the client you know, but also now we're challenging you to go after the client that's going to yield some of the highest commissions. Because maybe you've you've already been out after the client, you know, at least I hope you have been, because we've been talking to you about it. Jason's been talking well, to you about it. Well, we know they have because we've seen the influx of deals, which yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. But Ryan, it, like we said a few min minutes ago, it can be a little intimidating when we're trying to go out there cold. Yeah. So what should we as advisors, what should we be saying when we're trying to yeah. get out there, we're trying to get past those wonderful gatekeepers that yeah. we've trained on before? Well, before we go to scripting, I want to touch on one small topic and that is the size of the client. Um, because not all car dealerships are the same. Not all hotels or restaurants or office buildings are the same. And, I th I'm sure everybody can connect the dots, but we're all out for large commissions, right? And large commissions are going to come from larger fees, and larger fees are going to come from larger savings. Right. And larger savings come from larger cost. I hope everybody gets that. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. Commissions are derived from fees. Fees are derived from savings. Savings are derived from how much they paid or what the total cost is. So we're talking about cost seg, we're talking about how much they paid for the building. Now, you need to balance that with what I call the accessibility or the approachability factor. And so in other words, the, one of the largest fees is obviously gonna be you know, a $40 million building, um, except the approachability, the closing time on that. And then you have the opposite end of the spectrum, say a $200,000 renovation. This is gonna be very approachable, gonna close very quickly, but gonna yield a low commission. That's why, and Kendra kind of tie the gap here a little bit, these couple of industries, car dealerships, right. hotels, they meet this, this sweet spot that I'm talking they about. They really do. So approachability, most of the time we can reach decision makers with those three industries with relatively uh, little issue. So the approachability is there. Um, they're local type businesses. You may ha have a multiple car dealership, but you all know who the owner is or a decision maker within that organization can be reached pretty easily. Hotels, usually an owner works on site or a decision maker that directly reports to the owner will work right on site. Same thing with manufacturing. We are in Michigan and we have manufacturing on every single um, industry way that we have, it's just tons. And you can get in quickly and you can get to know the decision maker pretty easily. Now, as Ryan mentioned, the other side of the coin has to be the expense that they've put into their building. We already know why those three types meet that. And one thing that you can do is when you're out there and you're looking at your leads, maybe you're, you're using Smart Search. Smart Search is actually gonna show you a little bit, kind of a little cheat way to find out the size of um, an organization. You can learn more about that in the solutions. So you factor all of these things in and that's what makes these three the top. Yeah. They're easily, you can um, easily reach the decision maker and they've had to put a lot of money into those components that then in turn with cost segregation are gonna give them that benefit. So you now know why you should be talking to these companies. You kind of have a good idea of the industries you should be talking to. Um, Kendra, you mentioned if people don't know where to start, open Smart Search. Right. Go to your My Clients page on the green box, click Get More Leads. It's right there ready for you this to use. This is gonna filter the top industries for you and the top people in your area. It's gonna use the information that we've programmed into it to kind of rise to the top the best or the, the most highly qualified for you to reach out to. So 
That leads us to the next side. Yeah, I jumped ahead a little what bit. To say. What are you going to say? Because it can be a little intimidating when we're trying to reach out, speak to someone we've never spoken to before. We don't have a connection within that organization. The one thing is, I mentioned when we started our conversation today, there is a formula to do this and to do it right and to be successful. Now, we actually did um, a, a call on this. Um, a while back, and um, we you published this great PDF, which we're actually going to attach to the email that we're doing now. If you listen to this after the fact, simply go to the support solution and type in elevator pitch, and um, you'll you'll get a great article. And there's a PDF attachment. And the PDF attachment is actually a worksheet, so it's not just something you can read. It's actually something you can you are print so off. Into homework. I am. <laughs> print off and you can actually fill it out and what it's going to do is it's actually going to allow you to create and um, redesign, not redesign, like create and make your own. Yeah, customize it. Customize now, your own elevator pitch. Where this comes from, understand that we as a company have been doing call center work for a decade and a half. So this isn't theory, this isn't I wonder if this will work or let's put something out to the field. You know, some, sometimes people do this. No, this is because we have W-2 hourly staff that we pay to make phone calls and for a decade and a half we know it works. Now I want to break this into a few different parts. And remember today we're talking about the client you don't know. The first part I want to talk about is I want to talk about getting past the gatekeeper. Now I'm not going to spend too much time on this because in your client card, if you create a client card, there's a section on getting past the gatekeeper if there's no products on there yet. Right, and it's great because it's actually tailored for each industry. Like you're going to put in there what industry that client falls under and your gatekeeper script actually allows you to mold that around that industry. Another thing it does is it gives you yeah. this great in, um, video that we did specifically on gatekeeper training. So if you want to brush up on that, all you have to do is go into one of your client cards. Now, we're real into evolving things around here and improving. I will tell you when it comes to the getting past the gatekeeper script, it's had very little change in the last decade and a half because you don't change something if it's not broken. Right, and, and the industry hasn't changed. It hasn't. Remember when you're talking, so let's say you walk into that car dealership, you walk into that hotel. Remember your entire goal is to get to the decision maker and I'm gonna teach you one quick way to get to the right person. And it sounds something like this. It's not on your worksheet. Um, I'm just talking through because the worksheet's more about once you get to a decision maker. Um, your quick way past the gatekeeper is you simply let them know that you need to speak to the person that handles the property taxes. Now I know that you're gonna get in there and you're gonna look at more than property taxes. But what I'm telling you is that if you go in and say, Hi Kendra, I'm Ryan, I, would, uh, I work with a company and we look at the research and development tax credit. I wanted to talk, I mean right away I've lost you. Right, I don't know what you're talking about, I don't know if I have the qualifications yeah. to speak to you. Yeah, now another thing is don't pitch the gatekeeper. Not because they're not worthy of it, but because that's not their job and that's not your Let goal. Let me tell you something, they don't care. No. That's not what their job is. Their job is to protect the time of the person that they work for. And their other job is to protect the, co um, the company. So when they get someone who asks to speak to someone about the property taxes, they're going to immediately assume the uh, authority that comes along with that statement, and they're going to try to connect you with someone that fits that description. So what this looks like, like if I was calling or walking in, whatever the case is, and Kendra, if you were in reception at this car dealership and I said, hi, um, I'm wondering who would I speak to about the property taxes for this property? Like 
Remember, I'm not asking, can I set up an appointment with the CFO? I'm not anything. I'm saying, who do I talk to about the property taxes? Now, the reason this works so well, Kendra, if you heard that, would you assume I'm a salesperson? No. Because who sells property taxes? No one. You, you know, <laughs> and so what you're gonna do is you're gonna gain the right information, which when you're getting past the gatekeeper, that's all you're trying to do. Now, into the, now actually in the client card, I just remembered, you and I have a 15 minute video just on right. the gatekeeper. So people can learn more about that. Once you get into that part of it, and we're not gonna go all the way through, but Kendra, you've got this great five part uh, five right. steps involved in and building your own. And this isn't something that we made up. Anyone who's in sales and who's gone through maybe an elevator pitch training, you're going to recognize these steps. What we have done though is we've kind of put it together in a format that works for our industry and who we're trying to contact. So we've tailored it a little bit to ourselves. But basically the five parts of an elevator pitch are part one, the introduction. Part two, you're going to explain what you do. Part three, what the value of that is. Part four, you need to grab their attention because you're about to wrap up. And part five is explaining what's next. The tricky thing is you need to do all of that in about 30 to 60 seconds. Yeah, I say less. That's what so, the books say, but I say it's gotta be yeah. even less That's than that. That's the difficult part, is how do you tell someone who you are, what you do, what the value of what you do is, make sure to hook them and grab their attention and set up what's next in about 30 seconds. Well, you know, they're gonna go through the process, but I wanna show you kind of what that may look like. Um, and we had some great ones that people were able to do um, and in fact, again, we, we've got links as they go in there where you can see. Yeah, on your worksheet, there's actually examples to help you create your own verbiage or you know what? Steal from the examples. We don't mind. Yeah. That's what they're there for. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll give you an example of, of mine um, and it needs to be authentic. Um, there's, you know, we talk a lot about that. But as an example of mine, if I was meeting someone, I would tell them, you know, hi, I'm Ryan, and you know, what do you guys do here? And the first thing I wanna do is I wanna understand what they do, I wanna get them talking. But at, at some point, the conversation's gonna turn to what is it that you do or what are you here for, that kind of thing. And here's an example of mine. Um, well, like I said, you know, what we do is we've developed software that helps identify local, state, and federal tax incentives. Um, and these are tax incentives that are usually only taken by some of the largest corporations in America. We've actually developed softwares that allows companies like yourself to take advantage of this. And um, you know, the whole process takes 10 or 15 minutes and I'm gonna run you through it and you know, hopefully we can find some tax incentives for you. Now, if you were following quickly enough, Ryan got it between the 30 and 60 seconds and he had all five parts of that formula in his elevator pitch. So what we're going to put before you today is get in, get your elevator pitch worksheet downloaded, take about you know 15 minutes, go through it and create one of your own. If you already have one, fill it in and make sure it meets all of these points so that you're covering yourself and you're actually maximizing that elevator pitch because we know that having a good elevator pitch is what's going to maximize those commissions on those clients you're going to be contacting that you don't yet know. Absolutely. So we're going to leave you with that. And um, again, download this worksheet, go through this process. And Kendra, the one thing I do want to say, most importantly, go put it to work. 
Right. If you go read a book and you don't go implement that activity, it does it's you no not going to lock in. And keep in mind, as we mentioned early on, um, you're listening to this bonus coaching session because you're actively doing your daily focus. Congratulations. Do not forget to do that today. Make sure to continue to do that every day. Add this to that workload, that small workload, and see what comes of it. And make sure to let us know. Um, share your stories and your questions via the app. And let us know how your elevator pitch is working for you. All right, thanks for joining us.